My boss kissed me, and now I'm unemployed. This happened about three years ago. I was an intern at this firm. The office culture was fun. There were parties, a lot, about once or twice a week. And if we didn't party for that week, the CEO would just call us into her room, and we'd just drink and chat there. About the CEO, she was a late 30s tall and beautiful woman, which I really liked and admired a lot. She was the silent but deadly type. In one of these after-work gatherings in her room, myself, the CEO, and two of our co-workers were just drinking and having fun. We were at the office really late and had work the next day. So our drunk CEO just hugged and kissed us all on the cheek and wished us a good night. When I say she kissed us on the cheek, she was really just putting her cheek against the other person's cheek, which is really common in my country if you're good friends. We all went home, except for my 21-year-old self, who thought it was a good idea to go to a bar and drink even more, even though I had work the next day. The next day comes, and I'm hungover and still drunk. I say good morning to everyone and got myself a cup of coffee and sat at my spot. The CEO came in and sat next to me and asked me something. I got up and she leaned forward to my face to make sure I really understood what she asked me. And for some strange reason, this urge rose up inside of me. It was assuring me that this move is the most appropriate one to greet her as well. The urge was to kiss her like she did last night. I swear, it seemed like the most reasonable act at the time. And so I leaned forward and I kissed her on one side of the cheek and then went to the other one afterwards. Everyone was dead silent. Then one coworker in the background started laughing like crazy until tears came to his eyes. Then everyone else joined in. Yet she didn't seem like she was impressed by the events. She didn't invite me to any gatherings afterwards and I quit about two weeks after that kiss. This story is nuts because I could see myself doing this by accident and it would probably result in me quitting in two weeks as well. Like honestly, I would lose sleep over this situation. This scenario is the very thing that someone like myself would rehearse a thousand times over and over again for the rest of their life. And imagine having this kind of a relationship with your CEO. This is the equivalent of when you were in grade school and you accidentally called your teacher mom or dad. It was horrifying. Nobody wants to do that. That same pit in your stomach, that feeling of regret and just, oh God, why did I say that? That's how I feel when I hear this story. And it definitely doesn't help that the rest of the co-workers in there started laughing and really making a mockery of it. In tandem with the CEO being absolutely appalled by your actions. First and foremost, I would be very uncomfortable if one of my superiors greeted me or even ended our conversations with a kiss on the cheek. That would be incredibly awkward. From the sounds of it, it seems like the poster of this story isn't from America, where you probably aren't going to see that kind of action happen. But even then, I just really would be freaked out by someone kissing me on the cheek as they wish me good night. I really feel for the person who wrote this story, because it obviously was so embarrassing that he kissed his CEO on the cheek that it caused him to quit two weeks later. And I don't blame him either. I don't think I could go back to that work environment and have to face my own mistake every single day. And the fact that she didn't invite him to any more gatherings after work is just so bad. It's one thing to do something super awkward and get caught for it and then people kind of ignore it and just kind of let it go instead of what this CEO did which is completely outcast them and isolate them and refuse to have them involved in their social circle. That is brutal. It's a sad state of affairs and I really feel bad for the person in this story. But what about you? Leave a comment down below. I trusted a total stranger on Reddit and got completely scammed. I know 
know it's my own fault because you can't trust someone you don't even know. I was trying to sell a gift card because I needed the money urgently. It was at the value of $100, but I was prepared to go way below market value. I posted on a subreddit looking for where I can send it and received a few suggestions. A certain user commented for the name and what I wanted to sell it for, and I replied $65. He then came to my inbox saying he wanted it for $55 and asking if I was willing to sell it at that price. Now, usually, I'm a very alert person and always paranoid, but I guess I was just way too desperate. It seemed way easier and quicker to go with this guy. They wanted it sent on email and immediately, and at the time, I didn't find it weird. They sent multiple texts saying they are waiting and asking if I had sent it yet. I ended up sending it with a pin and my payment details. Up until then, they were religiously replying so promptly, but as soon as I sent it, they went quiet. I asked them to tell me when they had received the email. They said they hadn't received it, even though it sent from my side and they replied saying hello. They continued to deny that they received the card. I sent them a screenshot of the email, which shows it was sent, including the card, but they kept denying they got the card. I then sent the card through chat instead, and they said no. They won it via email. This was when I asked if they were trying to scam me, and they said no. They were being honest. And I said, how were you able to reply to my email? Because my email even shows that you texted hello to my initial email. Here he said that actually he replied by seeing the email on the screenshot, which makes no sense according to the timestamps. Anyway, he suddenly found my email on spam. And then when I asked for the payment, he sent an email again saying that he will find a buyer for my card like we agreed on. When I questioned this, telling him that we never agreed on that, as even our texts prove that he was the one buying the card, he totally ignored me from there. I hope it changes his life, because it was going to get me at least two nights in a cheap motel. I know I'm a complete idiot, but hopefully this can be a warning to other people to please be careful, even if you are desperate. The original poster, I feel terrible for them. They were clearly desperate for money, and all they had to use to try and get some kind of cash in their pocket was to sell this $100 gift card. And they got completely scammed. It's horrendous. Instead of going through a legitimate vendor to try and sell this gift card, he went through some subreddit where there's no way of guaranteeing that you're going to get paid for what you're selling. I honestly feel very terrible for this guy because clearly he was just trying to find a place to sleep for the night. And all he had was a $100 gift card to hopefully try and fund that. This just goes to show you that if you're going to be selling something online, you got to make sure that you're guaranteed payment before you give them any information. This person sent off the card information and the PIN number well before he guaranteed any kind of payment. That's the danger of trying to sell something through a subreddit. This is definitely a hard lesson to learn. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. If you were desperate enough, would you try to sell something through a subreddit just so you can get enough money to sleep in a motel for a night? Let us know down below. I accidentally stole another man's wallet in Singapore. I could have gone to jail. This happened in November 2019. I was with my girlfriend in Singapore to watch the U2 Joshua Tree concert as it was the closest venue they had ever performed to where I lived in Southeast Asia. I saw the concert and it was a great show. We went on to enjoy many beers afterwards in the area of Singapore where our hotel was based. We woke up the next day and went to the airport early because my girlfriend was obsessed with eating at a new burger place that had opened up and was meant to be worth lots of likes among her friends on Instagram. So we went and we ate and all was well. So we went ahead and strolled around the airport's new mall wing and visited an indoor waterfall thing. All very lovely, but my legs were sore from walking the day before and I was looking forward to getting to sit down for the flight. We made our way through security. Like most airports, the security checks are the pits of hell when it comes to politeness and human decency. I guess because they have to get so many people of differing nationalities and languages through the scanners, x-rays, frisks, 
and shoes off checks. They have a manner that is, shall we say, curt. Normally, when we get checked at an airport, I will move my wallet from my back right pocket to the front right to just make everything faster. I threw my phone, watch, wallet into the plastic tray and made my way to the end of the x-ray, not anticipating any problem. I was complaining to my girlfriend about how rude the staff were and was repacking my belongings into my jeans. I put my phone in my front pocket first, followed by my wallet. After putting my watch on, I did the tappy thing on my pants to check and make sure I had my wallet, which I do every morning after putting my watch on to leave. Without thinking, I reached out and grabbed a wallet very similar to my own from the tray and put it in my back pocket. My girlfriend and I boarded the plane when we were called by seat numbers. Luckily, my girlfriend had secured the two front seats on the right side of the plane, directly opposite the main door. This wasn't a matter of being in first class or business class. The whole plane was economy class. The whole plane was also fully boarded, and still the door wasn't closed. We waited and chatted as five, and then ten minutes passed. Then a very pretty but concerned-looking flight attendant came down the corridor link, boarded the plane, and asked me if I had a wallet. Instinctively, I reached for my back pocket to find some other dude's wallet. I panicked hard. Singapore is not well known for its leniency with lawbreakers. I then reached into my front pocket and pulled out my own wallet, as if to explain my mistake. I think a mixture of me being middle-aged and reasonably respectable looking, my shock and panic, and the evidence of accidental theft that must have been apparent from the CCTV helped me not spend any time in a Singaporean prison. She told me to disembark and follow her up the corridor link path to the departure lounge, where we found a very pissed-off Vietnamese man with two security guards and two policemen. He looked relieved to be reunited with his possession, and I looked at the flight attendant with a pleading look. She told me to get back on the plane with a polite laugh. This one goes to show you that you absolutely have to be careful what belongings you grab at the airport, especially in Singapore. I just did a Google search for petty theft in Singapore, and the penalty for petty theft could be up to three years or a fine or both. This man's accidental theft could have landed him with years of prison time in Singapore, all over a simple and honest mistake. If you've ever been through a modern-day airport, you know how frustrating it is. You know how rude TSA can be, and you know how tense the atmosphere is already. So to think that he accidentally grabbed someone else's wallet and nearly got away with it is a scary thought indeed. If that Vietnamese man decided that he wanted to press charges, this man's life could have been changed forever. All in all, he got super lucky. But leave a comment down below. What would you have done in this situation? I called my ex-girlfriend at 4 in the morning, begging her to get back together with me as she's in bed with another man. In August 2021, my girlfriend at the time and I broke up. It was very mature, mutual, and in good nature. We remained friends through the whole process and have infrequently hung out, texted, and called about any sort of things going on in our lives, news, problems, you know, friend stuff. We broke up for a few reasons initially as there were a few big things on either end that basically drove a wedge between us. For her, I was a little too laid back, and I had a tendency to misinterpret what things were important and what things weren't. For me, she was prone to guilt tripping, unintentionally, and she had some pretty bad mood swings set off by seemingly small triggers. There was a lot of positive in our relationship too though. We had a fair few common interests, like similar music, movies, and shows. She's an artist, and I've gotten into miniature painting so we can talk art stuff, and we just have pretty similar opinions on a lot of stuff, sense of humor, politics, all the rest. We also had a lot of terrible things 
things happened to us in our adolescence and had a bit of anxiety and depression so we could help each other out and understand and support each other, which honestly was the best thing about us. But the little things kept piling up, so we ended it. A couple months went by. We both took time to work on ourselves, and I think it went well for the most part. She was definitely a little more adventurous overall, and less small things would set her off. She was a little more carefree, which she needed. I buckled down and worked hard at college, started to get my life together a little bit, and I started trying to pay attention to the little things for people. Over the last couple of months, she's been dropping subtle hints about the potential of getting back together, which I didn't really bring any attention to, even though, in all honesty, I've wanted to since about November. After a long stint in the hospital and at home sick, she was there for me and was always supportive, and I realized around then how important she was and that she would probably be down to give us another shot, but I'm a serial overthinker and kept thinking it wouldn't work or I'd mess it up. Fast forward to last week, we met up just to hang out for some food and catch up, as I hadn't seen her in a while due to being sick. She dropped that she was going on a date, just with some guy she met at work and didn't really know well. I was definitely hurt by this, but I want her to be happy, and if that's what makes her happy, then that's what's important. Fast forward to today. I knew the date was today, and I did text her beforehand wishing her good luck. She said she'd let me know how it went, but I replied saying it's probably better I don't know how it goes. So the date goes on for a few hours, I assume. Oh, and while we're together, one thing my girlfriend always commented on was how I wasn't ever really jealous or overbearing or possessive, even saying that she wishes I was maybe slightly more so. I always was pretty carefree in nature, and while I definitely have a problem with somebody, if they came up and smacked my girlfriend on the butt, or if somebody's trying to get her number or trying to chat her up, I'm not gonna butt in. She's a big girl, and I trust her. And unless she asks for my help because the guy is pushy or weird, I'm not gonna fight her battles for her. This is important, as all of that totally goes out the window. The date goes on, and I feel this intense jealousy toward this dude, who I've never met, and to be honest, is probably a really nice guy. They go to a bistro bar thing, and then go back to his place for a few drinks, chat and kiss. I found this all out later. I texted her at 4 in the morning while the dude is asleep, and she's beside him in bed, having a pretty bad panic attack. Feeling jealous, I pretty much begged her to call me, told her everything, about how I knew she had been trying, and I was scared to mess it up, and that I'm sorry I didn't say anything sooner, but I know she likes this guy, and I feel like it's too late, and all this other mess. She was understanding that I was upset, and she got it, but it's obviously not pleasant to have your ex call you while you're trying to enjoy time with a new person. But yeah, I acted very out of character. The anxiety and the overthinking and the mania and the jealousy took a hold on me, and I kind of became and acted like somebody I don't recognize, and it scares me a little. Probably scared her too. Now I feel like a crazy person. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There are so many red flags in this story, it's not even funny. The original poster of this story has gotta move on. His ex-girlfriend is his ex-girlfriend for a reason, and based on the uninterest and the lack of enthusiasm from this girl, she's clearly not interested in him anymore. It seems like this guy just can't let go of what was a good thing. Here's the thing, not every relationship works out. Sometimes people are better off going in different directions. I don't think this person in particular realizes that. This man was calling his ex at four in the morning while she's on another date at another man's house. If that time frame isn't a sign enough to say you should probably move on, I don't know what else would be. This is all coming from the perspective of the man, but I would love to hear the perspective of the woman in this situation. Just based off of the description that we're given, it to me at least seems pretty obvious that she is not interested. If anything, I think she's being just a little bit too nice and this guy's just not catching the hint. This is really sad the way this is all kind of going down, especially with the ex-boyfriend in this story being so possessive and so suddenly jealous about how this guy is spending time with her. When there's a lack of enthusiasm towards you or the other person in a relationship, then that's a very big red flag. And this guy is staring right at it, and I just don't think he's getting it. But what do you think in the comment section? Do you think it was okay for this guy to call his ex-girlfriend at four in the morning, explaining how jealous he was of this guy that she was currently with? Or do you think this was okay? They have enough of a history together where this could be explainable. Leave a comment down below. Let us know. I tried to fix a hole in my desk with some instant ramen and things got dangerous. This happened over a year ago. I was sitting at my desk in between rounds of video games and waiting for it to start. I started tapping a screwdriver against the desk to keep myself occupied. That was my first mistake. Now, the problem was that the desk was hollow. The desk was one of those wooden cardboard type desks with a hollow interior and thick outer layer. I eventually accidentally put a hole through the desk from tapping the screwdriver. Now, I realized I needed to cover and fix the hole, so I decided that the best idea would be to use ramen as seen in those videos on YouTube. That was my second mistake. As I am filling the hole with ramen, I realize the entire desk is hollow. Instead of filling the hole, the ramen is just breaking up and spreading out inside. I knew that if it was small broken pieces, it would not work. I did the smartest thing I could think of. This was my third mistake. I added water to allow the noodles to go into the hole without breaking. I eventually gave up. I saw nothing was happening. I thought the ramen would solidify again. Not sure what I was thinking. Once it did solidify, I would take the pieces out. Well, it didn't solidify. In fact, it quickly grew mold. I added non-chemical substances to kill the mold, but it grew back. I removed wet pieces of soggy instant ramen, but the mold still grew back. The stench was horrendous, though I covered it at all times to avoid inhaling mold spores. After a while of the mold spreading to the wood and continuing to grow, with no chances of permanently destroying it, I knew I had to get rid of it. I had lots of things on the desk, so I decided to buy a new desk before discarding the old one. The search for a new desk was difficult. But after a while, I finally found a cheap wooden cardboard one similar to my old one before I destroyed it with ramen. I finally got rid of the disgusting moldy desk and at last I had a new clean one to use. I learned my lesson and will now never fix damages with ramen. I have so many questions about this story. I actually had to go onto YouTube and Google if this is even possible and believe it or not, it's possible. There are YouTube tutorials on how to fix items and furniture with ramen. I could not believe it. So this guy has some shrimp 
shred of truth that he was going to try and use ramen to fix the hole in his desk. When in reality, he probably could have gone down to, I don't know, Home Depot and just gotten the supplies he needed to patch the desk properly. Ramen is a very versatile food. I love eating it when I'm poor and I have no money for the rest of the month, but I'm not about to use it to try and fix my desk. If I get a hole in my desk, I'm going to look for other ways to fix it. Legitimate ways. The idea of a ramen repair kit to try and fix things is more of a novelty than a reality, but hey, to each their own. And the fact that it grew mold so quickly is not something to mess with. If you breathe that stuff in, it could get stuck on the back of your throat, it could get in your lungs, or worse. At the end of the day, this guy made a terrible decision trying to fix his desk with instant ramen. But leave a comment down below, have you ever tried to fix anything with instant ramen? Or are you like the rest of the population in the world who eat it for a meal instead of trying to use it to patch up a hole in their desk? Thanks for watching. If you like what you saw, don't forget to leave a like and subscribe for more content. Turn on notifications so you never miss a video.